Anybody else feel like running around the aisles a little bit? Well, probably not, but I haven't been in a Sunday morning service since for three and a half months. Amen. This is our time to come and visit you. And we've had a lot of services on Zoom and Teams and all that, but we, this is our first week to be in services like this. So we, we was with Brother Nathan Bryan on Wednesday and the church in Louisville on Thursday and, and we're with you on Sunday. And none of this was even known or planned about last Sunday. Amen. Didn't even know we would come and be here. We didn't get our ticket till Tuesday. And so if anybody's been going through anything before Tuesday, well, that you must have knocked on the heart of God. And then we didn't know this weekend was going to be a, another uh, time we'd go through with the Pruitt family. But the Lord must have known. He did know. Yes. He knows everything. Yes. Have you ever felt like you're walking in the vision? But you don't really realize till God makes it known to you. Well, maybe come down today and make it known to somebody that you're in the vision. You're in the vision. Hallelujah. We're closer home. Greetings in the name of the Lord from our church in Cloverdale. And I'm, there's probably one streaming now. And to many of you, we don't want to start naming names, but we're close to you over the years. And we love your church and we love your pastor. We've been able to be with him in the last few days and we just pray God's blessing upon the pastor and the first lady of this church here sister Karen amen hallelujah they've given their lives for you so surely we can say Lord be with them in this time and we're binding our hearts together well how's married life brother Ron Colley is you doing all right um, Sadie sorry sister brother Jeremy <laughs> How's married life? Can we give them a hand this morning? They're here. Yeah. Brother Michael Dexter reminded me to just stop saying names. Don't say anybody's names. And I get it wrong, get it twisted, but you know what I mean. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and that we can let off the pressure and know that the Lord is here to speak to us. We're going to just in a moment have you stand. And, you know, I'm a visiting minister here. We stream most of services, if not all of them, and so we probably know you better than you know us. But, you know, we could come and try to impress the pastor or these other fine brothers here, but we've learned over the years that it's best just to mind the Lord and speak what He lays on your heart. Can we do that today? So we've we gone beyond 
making everybody happy and trying to impress people. We've got to come into a channel. We don't know from one service to the next what's going to happen. Is that true? And we're living in a very uh, unbalanced age when nothing is balanced anymore. We live in a wicked day. We live in wicked states and countries and a world. And we don't want the spirit of the world to influence our response to the Lord Jesus. I mean, we're one week closer to the rapture. The bride ought to just be on the cutting edge of what the spirit of God is saying and doing and what he would already say today. He's already been working in your heart. Even if you're away from his presence, he's already been working in your heart to come closer to him. And so this morning we're going to speak on rising from brokenness, the essential generation and uh, rising from brokenness I'm going to speak on that a little bit about brokenness and to be crushed to be bruised and to go through the grinder to be pained in your life to be broken but I'm speaking this morning on rising from that is that okay? Because we don't want to describe all the hurt and the pain and the misunderstanding. We're here to rise up out of that. So rising from brokenness. And then to speak on the essential uh, generation. Have you all heard the phrase in the last three months? Essential services? Who's heard that? Essential workers? Essential people? Who's heard that? You know? You know, nurses, doctors, people that are business, they're essential. They're essential. And if you're not essential, then you stay home. Stay at home orders, you know. And you're not essential. Well, the world's telling us we're not essential. And God is telling us we are essential. This morning, you are essential. That means the essence. Essential comes from the essence. You're the essence or the center, the reason of the heart of God. Brother Branham talked about if you want to do something good for me, do it for my family. Do it for my children. I'm preaching today for the children of God. God likes that. I'm here to minister to the Pruitt family. Brother Tim loves that. He's streaming from the hospital right now. He loves that. But I'm here to minister to your children too. And we're, we're going to read that in the Bible when it talks about we are commanded to teach our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren how great is our God. You're an essential generation. But Brother John, uh, the, they've closed the border from between Washington State and Canada. We can't attend our church. They've shut down the border. Our families from the Waldner family. We have to meet them at the park or across the ditch somewhere. My newest uh, granddaughter, grandson, I should say. We have to meet across the ditch, you know, because these borders. And we tried to cross the border as a minister, as clergy. And they said, you're not essential. Church isn't essential. You're not essential. Do you know what it's like to be rejected, refused, no entry? You're not essential. Then there comes that inspiration and that something coming around. God's made you essential. So you're an essential generation. I just want you to sense that this, this morning as we go into the afternoon, that God is ministering to our brokenness, but he wants us to rise out of that. Don't state you're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. 
Lean on the Word of God and just let the Word of God minister to you. And as we stand to our feet, our Lord Jesus, it's been prayed today and sang songs and we unite our hearts with all of the prayers, all of the faith of around the world as this assembly has been held up before you and the names have been spoken and now we are here today to again bring before you our offerings and I pray the Holy Spirit now would just take every individual ourselves included and take us up into another realm let us worship you with renewal let us respond to the word as we understand your word Lord as it comes to our hearts as some may weep today I know we may get into some sensitive areas but I pray that in the time of our trouble that our eyes would look unto the hills and look into your word look into the next quote look into the next scripture look to the Holy Spirit not the minister but to the Holy Spirit that would break it down into our individual situation Lord Jesus, visit this assembly today and those that are connected out across the miles or will stream this service. This assembly has been a lighthouse over the years where many weary souls and hungry hearts can feed from your presence. As we gather around the word again, may you just come and minister and may the Holy Spirit bring healing, bring deliverance, bring the supernatural element. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture together. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and then Joel chapter 1. It's both in the Old Testament. So if we act a little bit uh, inappropriate or out of order, it's because we're trying to learn how to get back into church order. Amen. Y'all help us a little bit. And Brother John gets a little fanatical or raises my voice or starts squeaking or something, you'll know it's because he's, uh, he just needs to get in the spirit. Amen. And, amen. And Y'all love us, don't you? And we love you, so you're able to look beyond all of this and things. All right, brokenness, rising from brokenness. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? My, couldn't you just stop right there, Brother Johnny, and just that verse is wonderful. What nation is there so great? Oh, this bride nation. Verse 8, and what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I have set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy son's sons, or your children and your grandchildren, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children." God help us today. 
We're here to speak to one another that we would learn of the Lord and teach thy sons and thy sons' sons. Verse 10 talks about the day of Horeb. That's when the word came to them. And to some of you that are spiritual, you might already be thinking of Malachi 4, chapter where it speaks about we, we, we know Malachi 4, 5, and 6 about God sending a prophet and turning our hearts. But the verse before that talks about the word that came on the Horeb to Moses. So what I'm actually speaking this morning is a, an inspiration from the message and through the word that it would anoint the hearts of the generation that is living. We're to tell our children and our grandchildren, how great is our God? Yes. Joel chapter 1. Joel chapter 1, verse 2. Hear this, ye old men, and give ear, all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation or tell your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren it's to be perpetual that this message this truth that's coming to you is alive there's healing there's power there's deliverance don't let it die and here we are in Laodicea. We've gone generation after generation since the message came throughout the years. There, we are an essential generation. I wonder if we recognize that today. Catching the essence of the message. Then as God brought his prophet and as God has brought all believers through a time of brokenness and crushingness. It's time to rise. It's time to rise up through all that brokenness and through all that hurt and stand up as a generation that experiences God. They know God individually. May the Lord help us today. God bless you. You can have your seats. This morning I see something just spread out before us of a man running with great strides, running upstairs. He's running upstairs that are leading up where there's great big palaces and the glory of God is coming up around these places where there's angelic choirs singing, my home, sweet home. And that's the backdrop of this morning. And I see a man that has been broken. He has been crushed. But because he's in the middle of an experience that God is giving to him, not to deliver him from the experience, but for him to be able to come back to life and rise up out of that hurt and rise up out of the brokenness. Now we are in the middle of this. And in, in the vision today, we see him taking great leaps of these stairs and running up the hill. And he comes to a door of a house and there's a lady standing there, a young lady. She had on a white garment and she's standing by the door with black hair and coming down her back and she raises out her arms as she always did when this man, which was her husband, had did while they were alive on earth when he'd come home tired and things and they caught each other by the hands. 
And this man that had been running, can you imagine as he wanted to see what was there? And it's just the atmosphere. It's everything around the Son of God that he's now experiencing. This is his wife that had passed away. And and he begins to speak and he talks about seeing his daughter that had also just passed away. And he had just saw her, though she was just a little baby when she had died. Now she's a beautiful young lady. And she he had just met her and now he's coming into the arms of his wife that had passed away and caught her by the hands and said, honey, I seen Sharon down there. Said she made a pretty girl, didn't she? Said, yes, Bill. She said, Bill, and put her arms around me, around my shoulders and started patting me and said, don't worry about me and Sharon. Now here's a wife that had gone on to the other side wanting to encourage her husband that Sharon and I are Okay. Don't worry about us. And I said, I, I said, honey, I can't help it. And she said, Sharon and I are better off than you are. Don't worry about us no more. Where you promise me. He said, hope. He said, I, I, I've been so lonesome for you and Sharon. And Billy, talking about Billy Paul, cries all the time for you. I said, I don't know what to do with him. So now he had become a single parent. Not out of his own choice, not out of his own will, but now because of life, because of the crushing, because of the brokenness, now he immediately becomes a single parent. He loses his wife, loses a baby, becomes a single parent, and he's lonesome. And she said, it'll be all right, Bill, said, just promise me you won't worry no more. She said, will you sit down? And I looked around, and there was a great big chair. And how many remember the chair that Brother Branham talked about down on earth? They had put a few dollars down, and maybe three dollars down, and a dollar a week, and, and they couldn't afford that. He would preach, he said, oh my, he would work all day and preach till midnight and things, and he got behind on payments. And I want you to think that today, because I'm really bringing this to your heart, how many people would struggle even financially, and I'm, I'm going to be speaking about some certain things today to give you encouragement that God has allowed men and women before us to be broken, to be crushed. And it affects our families. It affects the finances. It affects the church. It affects globally things and the message. And though you may have been broken and though you might have gone through times of hurt and crushing, it's time to rise from that brokenness. And we see now he got behind on a payment and he couldn't even afford a dollar a week. It's amazing. A young couple and and they came and they took away his chair and his young beautiful wife tried to distract him by getting the the friends to get some, you know, worms and things and then he realized they had taken his chair and they began to cry. And now he said now they're in the other dimension, brother Aaron and and she said there you remember the chair bill. Said yes, I remember. Said that's what you was thinking about. Yeah. Said they won't take this one this one's paid for you know friends I'm praying for you today I'm a visiting minister but I pray the Lord would give each one of you an experience today that would give you strength something that God would allow to happen to you personally that would help you rise out of the brokenness or rise out of the crushing 
Rise out of the period of, of character building or, or, the, or the pain of a health issue or something in your mind and rise out of that and let the Lord Jesus and the inspiration of his word bring a healing for you. So that when you come back to your life and even this afternoon and tomorrow, that it would have the same effect on you that it did on our prophet. When he went beyond the curtain of time, he said, I will never be the same William Branham again. How many remember him saying that? It was so perfect and so sublime, but he didn't stay there. He had to come back to life. He had to come back to the tabernacle. He had to come back to prayer requests. He had to come back to bills. He had to come back to issues and family and children and all of these things. And we have to come back to our lives. And as a minister, that's what I've seen has been a great disconnection over the years spiritually. We can have great meetings. We can have great services. We can have conventions or camps or experiences, but we need that something to carry us through. God gave his prophet experiences that would help carry them through. Does everyone understand today? This one's paid for. This house is paid for. Well, Branhams don't have houses. They're vagabonds. No, you have a house here. She said, sit down a minute. I want to talk to you. Said, honey, I don't understand this. She said, promise me, Bill, that you won't worry anymore. We're going back now. And said, promise me you won't worry. I said, I can't do that, Hope. And just then I come to. He's talking about he was in that other place and then he come back to his room. It was dark in the room. And I looked around and I felt her arm around me. And she was patting Brother Branham on the arm. Hope, he said, are you in the room? And she started patting me. She said, you, you, you're going to make me that promise, Bill. Promise me you won't worry no more. I said, I promise you. I want you to notice in that other dimension, he would not promise. But now brought back into this dimension, something took over and he said, I promise you. And just then she patted me two or three more times and then she was gone. And I jumped up and I turned on all the lights and looked everywhere. She was gone. She was just gone out of the room. He said, she isn't gone. She's still living. She was a Christian. God help us as believers here in June 2020 not to fear death. The death for a believer is just an open door into another dimension. And we're all a week closer to that door. And if time would tarry, there will be elders and, and people among us and even young ones. As we heard of an accident yesterday and we've heard of other things. Even in the last two weeks, I've heard of another 17-year-old young man in the message passed away. Driving there in the eastern United States. His car with his friend, Brother Aaron, and he was driving. He's a believer. I could say his last name and a lot of you would know him. And I'm so happy that some of the family sent me his last Instagram post. And it was one of a scripture and one of a, a young man that knew the Lord. But just driving his car and having an accident and going into that other dimension. Friends, the only real peace we have for one another is that we know the Lord. It's just a, a step into another place. It's us that are in this dimension that, that need the comfort. We need the help. And now his wife is gone and God gave him this experience. 
And he just kept pressing on. He knew hope would be there in Sharon because she was a Christian. Are you a Christian today? About half of you. Amen. How many are Christians here today? Are you fighting a good fight? Satan thought he would come and march and throw us all into despair and ruin. And here we've been two and three months social distancing and respecting and all of that. But there comes a time when we just got to blow it out the flu and say, I'm still a believer. Satan, you thought you would break us. You thought we would walk away and get disappointed and nobody called me, nobody texted me. Well, here we are today. Well, sicknesses came and some have lost money and some have lost health. Some are just hanging, some there's issues in their marriage. I mean, whether it's in the world or whether it's in the message, it puts a strain on marriages. Satan's wanting to keep us distance. And isn't it amazing? We used to all say, if you're sick, come to the house of God and God will make you well and you can be better. Now people are saying, I've heard announcements. If you're sick, don't come to church. If you got a fever, don't come to church. Well, if you got a fever now, you should probably stay home and He's your healer at home or whether you're at church. I mean, I'm not speaking against anything. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging we're in another season. I still believe in they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But I also believe a man or a woman can believe by his stripes I am healed. And I might be streaming today. I might be on the other end somewhere. But God is my healer. Do we believe that? It's not the preacher. It's not the pastor. We've been trained to look to others for our strength and kind of lean on them. Maybe that's why God's knocking that out from us. It's not the preacher or the deacon or the special singer that is so anointed. It's you and I that need to rise. Rise up out of our brokenness. Maybe in your heart today you could say, Lord, I want to rise. Now this thought of rising from brokenness, because broken means to be broke and to break to pieces. It's that a person has become shattered. They become crushed. We would say their heart has been broken. They have been broken. They've lost strength. They've lost courage. They're dispirited. They are in, they become incapacitated. They, they try to endure the trial and Satan has broken them. And you might feel that way today or maybe there's others that this is for them maybe. Maybe you're fine. Maybe you've gone through well. You're just a strong believer, strong experience and God's maybe speaking to somebody else. Maybe there's been a lamb fell over the cliff. Maybe there's a mother. Maybe there's a young person. Maybe there's an elder that says, you know what? You know, and we get dispirited. They lose courage. The Holy Spirit is here to minister you today. Let there be a resurrection. Let there be a coming out of that. I'm going to show you some slides in a few moments, but in all the years of our lives and all of our journey, there's things that we go through, but we don't want to get stuck in a certain season. Stuck looking at a certain trial or a certain adversity where we become experts at describing the issue. We need to let the word rise within us and go beyond our intellect and our minds. 
Is everyone receiving today? Because it can be a shock. It can be a blow. It can be something that happens just very quickly and everything seems to be going good. And then all of a season you're on alert and everyone's crying or everyone's weeping or your prayers become kind of like striking another chord, if you understand. You just go along and then all of a sudden something happens and, and you get into a state of a blow, a strain. If you're speaking about broken bones, it would mean someone that sustained an injury where there's a fracture or a part of the body. Today, I'm also speaking about our spirit realm that can get broken or crushed and you become inoperative. Something is broken. Your life as a real believer has been really interrupted and it's been put on pause. It's like the proceedings of a wife to the Lord has been put on pause. You say, how could this be for the good? God is doing something greater than what you and I can see. I wonder if we can all just accept that today. Uh, But what we see and we feel, God's doing something greater. We're believers today. When the, when the believer hears the word, just let the word take you to where he's taking you to. How could this be good? When the Bible says we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. We love the Lord. Amen. To them who are the called. How could this be a good thing, Brother John? When you say all is well or, you know, it's all good. And you say, well, Brother John, it's not all good. You can tell by their constitution. You can tell by their nature. There's a disconnection. It's not pleasant the way it used to be. It's not agreeable. Everything's gone sideways. And now it's skeptical and bitterness instead of joyful and happy. And it being excellent and distinguished and upright. You say, how can all things work together for the good? Well, all things work together for the good. Just let the word rise up within you today and take you in spite of your brokenness. Now, Thursday night I spoke in Louisville on brokenness will not break you. And it sounds like a paradox, but all believers go through brokenness. But Satan's intent is to break you. I think we need some sons and daughters of an essential generation that will say, I may be broken, but I will not break. You say, Brother John, you're confused. No, that's inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I may be broken, but I will not break. I'm speaking to every son and daughter of God. Every individual today, as we rise up, Brother John could take the time to speak about Christ and how he was broken, but he fulfilled his part. I keep messing with this thing. Lord, help us. How many know that Christ was broken? He was bruised. But did he fulfill his part? Come on, friends. Say, I want to be more like Christ. I want to be like Jesus. Then this sermon is for you. Christ was broken, but he didn't let that hinder his expression. His joy kept driving him. I'm going to take up my cross because there's a joy ahead. 
then why can't you and I get under that inspiration of the word and say, there's a joy, there's a reason, there's a revelation. Dry, move me into that revelation. Would we all agree that there's Old Testament saints that was broken? They were broken. But they fulfilled their part. New Testament saints and believers, they were broken. Many of them, you can look through the New Testament, they were crushed, they were hit at and persecuted, but they fulfilled their part. Believers in the seven ages was persecuted. They went through their battles. They were personal battles, family battles, church issues, but they fulfilled their promise. And I'm jumping right up till today. Where is the generation that will say, here we are, Lord? The essential generation. Oh, maybe they're up in the balcony somewhere. Maybe they're way in the corner. Maybe they're over here. Maybe they're streaming today and you're in a situation and you can say, yes, they fulfilled their part. They fulfilled their part, their battles. And God is trying to say, and you're in your battle. You're in your, your issue and you're in a generation to rise. How many realize that we're fulfilling the vision? Hello. You're fulfilling a vision. Wake up, everyone. We're just about to cross over. You've made it all the way till this time. Don't fall off now. This is graduation time. This is crossing over time. Sickness will come. Pain will come. Misunderstandings will come. Things in the church will come. Issues and friendships will happen. They will happen. And it's your time to rise up out of that. Come on, friend, it's your time to go. Let's go. Let's go. And maybe some don't have that strength today. And you've lost the vision. And the Holy Spirit's just coming around you and saying, yes, let's go. What about Brother Branham? We could take two services. And I have enough notes here, but I need to cut it off because last time I was too long, wasn't I? Remember that, Brother Timothy? I was too long. And that was over a year ago, so. Go ahead. He was broken. Amen. He was crushed. I opened up the service because that's what the Holy Spirit dropped in our heart, actually, the beginning of this week. Of a man running up full strength, up a staircase of stairs. It was like I saw it in my heart, Brother Branham running up those stairs after he had just left an old western country wagon that had a broken wheel that spoke of his broken family. His family was broken. But he didn't become bitter. He didn't leave the ministry. He was being broken and Satan wanted to break him. Tried to commit suicide once. Tried to commit suicide again. It just seemed like Satan was wanting to break him. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to destroy your life. But God had a ministry for him. God had a work for him to do. There's a work for you to do. God inspire this new generation. You didn't have youth camp this year. But throughout the weeks, God's been giving you ministers. 
bringing ministers, you say, well, we have to stream from home. We have to social distance. We can't shake hands. We have to leave right away. Friends, that doesn't mean that our walk with the Lord has to get cold. We need to get out of that emotional realm and all of this emotion, emotion. We are sons and daughters. We love emotion, but friends, you take that all away, we're still going to serve the Lord. I'm just going to speak what's on my heart today. What I, what I opened with this morning of the celestial city, that there would be a home there and this beautiful black-haired lady, a real Christian in life, but she had passed away early in marriage. 21 years old. I have personally seen where that has destroyed men. I personally, even within the message, being raised in the message, ourselves have seen where things happen in families and it literally destroys a person. We all know of Margaret that was a twin sister of another young lady that the people at school were mocking them and talking about how they were dressed and things. And to Margaret, she had a complex and it threw her into two years of a mental issue. Whereas the other young lady was able to override it. She never was affected like that. But it took a prophet to go after her spirit and bring it back. And she went home the next day. I wonder if there's enough power in the, this generation. Brother Timothy, I wonder if there's enough revelation for us to have those among us now and to be able to speak to Margaret and bring her spirit back again. Yeah, now I could go a little bit deeper about the spoken word and the third pull. And it's all, it could be stories or it could be quotes or it could be a reality. Where is the generation that's going to rise up? that knows they're essential, that knows it's not a big head, it's not pride, it doesn't have anything to do with ourselves. It's not we're being puffed up, it's not a personal bigness, it has nothing to do with what we've done, but it's the Lord announcing to you. You are essential. You are necessary. You are needful. You are of great value. You are absolutely necessary. You as a person are absolutely necessary. Essential. Thank you, Brother Johnny. It is fundamentally and vital that you make it in the rapture. The testimony of God is at stake with your life. Don't throw it away. Don't let Laodicea rob you of that spiritual element when we live in a, a very political environment that wants to get your attention on your skin color or on how you're seeing things or where you live. It has nothing to do with that. We are sons and daughters of God. Listen, I just went through Louisville, Kentucky this week and the downtown part of the city, beautiful hotels and wonderful shops and restaurants. It's like block after block of just plywood and graffiti. It's because men and women have come under an anointing of rage and hate and destroy and kill 
And social media is blasting that in your face to deform your mind, to get one side or the other. Friends, that has nothing to do with us. We love the word. We love this message. That is their kingdom. That's just a little taste of what's going to happen when we leave this earth in a tribulation. You talk about all kinds of riots and rage. It's just a little taste. And what we saw yesterday and the day before in Louisiana uh, of all the dust storms and, and the plagues that are striking this earth is just a little taste. And I have personally been around people that are just at the breaking point. It has pushed them to the edge. And I believe it's time as sons and daughters after now we've gone this time to be able to say, Satan, we might be broken, but I will not break. I'm not talking about a virus. I've heard enough preaching about the virus. We've heard enough of conspiracy theories and all the nonsense. The bride's already in a channel, already moving. We ought to be moving down a channel of the word. And I just say, God, forgive any of us if we get so stuck into the news feeds. and That's just nonsense. You know, who's going to be president and what's going to happen? We are going into rapture. All this about the celestial city and the music and all the housing and things. And this young lady had passed away at 21 years old with a young family. Now Brother Branham was experiencing. We're right in the middle of an experience that would help him carry on. But God was breaking a son of God to give children. This is Malachi 4. To give the hearts of the children the kind of faith they would need for their generation. Can we look further than just a story about a man being broken and say, God, help me in my life now. The prophet or the word was experiencing a wounding or a brokenness so that a message that was being spoken would literally change the hearts of last day children. It would bring them back to Christ. Bring them back to the faith. God anoint our hearts. That now we, this morning or this afternoon, we can either focus on the hurt and the brokenness and the pain. We can focus on the suffering and the abuse. We can focus on the wrongdoing and the misunderstanding and the division. We could focus on the strife. We could take services on the trouble and on the cracking. Or we could stop being a victim and we could say, I am a son and a daughter of God. It's got to start there. You know, we could talk about it even in the natural. There's people that even in the natural have more of a drive than a lot of people in the message that claim to have the message faith. 
I'm thinking of the man that came from Africa and was a slave down south and he was walking gallantly and he was just walking with his head up and you all know the story and, and that's, where, that's why in the message we've come so far. You already know what Brother John's thinking about. You already know what Brother Aaron, oh, he starts reading a quote. You could already finish it. And Brother Joe, oh, there goes Brother Joe. And we need to stop that. We need to lean forward and say, God, what are you saying to us? This man walked so gallant and so upright and his conduct was so extraordinary. And they said, oh, you must feed him better. You must treat him better. Did you make him boss over the rest of them? No, sir, I didn't know until recently, but he, over there where he came from, the tribe he's from, he's the son of the king. And he realizes that, though he's an alien, he conducts himself before his brethren as a young coming king. Hello, bride of Christ. Hello, essential generation. You've got the letter. You are essential. So you get pulled over by the law. Where are you going? What do you think you're doing? You've got stay-at-home orders. I'm essential. I'm going to work. I'm on a mission. Go on. I think it's time we pass by the law and show them the word and say, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Go on, little bride. Stop being a victim and describing all of that. Yeah, I think I better move along. It gets quiet right there, you know. Here's an example, and we're not talking about out of the message. We're just talking about a man that realized where he came from, where he came from. I'm the son of a king. So I'm over here in a nation that hates me, mistreating me, but he's just walking gallant. He's just walking head up. He knows who he is. Is that the problem? If she could just recognize who she is? Is that the issue? Are we still struggling with recognizing who we are? Then God dropped that revelation down. He's walking around and conducting himself like he's a young coming king. And Brother Branham said, God help us. Let us be bold. And let's not be ignorant about things. Let's conduct ourselves as sons of God, daughter of God. Conduct yourself as daughters of God, as a daughter to the king. Sons of king, of the king, don't go out and... And he starts talking about these things. We're pilgrims and strangers and aliens, but we're sons and daughters of the king. Prick up your shoulders. And live like men and women ought to. Live like real Christians. I'm just trying to be sensitive. A lot of those people had more faith than some of us do. They, they didn't even have shoes on their feet. And they're out in the field all with a choir out there singing, you got shoes, I got shoes, all God's children got shoes, and they're barefoot. They're not talking about down here. Some of those people were doing things and they were looking in the mud and they were singing about shoes. And we've heard the message for years. It's been quoted to us. It's been preached to us. It's been sang to us. And we still don't know what it is. 
and the preachers are trying to tell us, you got shoes, you got a new body, you got a future home. All God's children got shoes. And they're barefoot. So you're not talking about down here and what the media's saying and what the bank account's saying and what your marriage status is saying and what they're no, it's not that. It's all up in heaven. I got shoes. They were living in another place, but yet they're living down here, but they're living over there. It's inspiration. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God today at 12:30 that's announcing to Evening Light Tabernacle. You are an essential generation. It's time to rise up out of your brokenness. Can you imagine the youngest disciple of Jesus? Just let me go for the next about five minutes and speak about John, the youngest disciple of Jesus. Sometimes we need to see what someone else is going through to realize, I don't got a problem. You know, let's just sit down for a few hours and I'll tell you about my troubles. And then you, you talk to somebody else and you say, I don't have no troubles. <laughs> Come on. Could you imagine John, the apostle of love that laid over on the bosom of Jesus? One of those three apostles, Peter, James, and John, he was young, he was vibrant, he was youthful. I'm going back to our opening scripture of Deuteronomy that we are commanded to tell our children and our grandchildren. John was the youngest. He was young. He was vibrant. He was the one that outran Peter to the empty tomb, but did not go in right away. I'm looking at my notes because... These are handwritten notes that I have for another day and another sermon, and I just happen to be here today. So maybe it's for someone. But I want to speak on wounded children. Wounded children from wounded ones. And that is now a generation that has come up in the message that are wounded themselves because their parents were wounded. Or they came out of church situations. They saw enough split and division and abuse in churches. They become wounded. Or they even had a mother and father that was converted and came to the message. But they didn't know how to raise their family. In the message, we have wounded children. And we're not here to describe all of that. And have a bunch of classes on how to survive. We're here to bring the Holy Ghost to them. Bring the word to them. So they can arise out of that. That's what was in our heart. I'm just touching some of the surface. Remember, John ran out, ran Peter to the tomb. But he didn't go in right away because Peter was older and more burly. And he went right in. But John was a type of the eagle anointing that was called to be the apostle of love. He was not the apostle of bitterness. What have you become? What has the last few months done for you in your life? Have you become bitter? What has your trial done for you? Do I have some of your attention? What 
has your trial done for you? He wasn't called the apostle of getting back at other people. He could have got back at other... Look, look at this, Thomas. Asking to put your hand into the side. Where's your faith? I mean, Peter, you're cursing the Lord. You're swearing the Lord. I don't even know the man. Cursing, swearing. Peter, Thomas... Look at all you disciples running in the garden. Where's your tenacity? Where's your stick to John saw all of that. But he had enough vision. He saw Jesus killed. Catch this. A javelin was thrown into the side of Jesus, and he saw that. He saw the crown of thorns. I was just with Brother Brian Garrett and Sister Elizabeth Garrett on Tuesday night, and I was walking in their property, and growing on one of their trees was a huge thorns, and it was going up the tree, huge, long thorns, and he broke one off, and he just stuck it. It was like sharp as needles. That was like the crown of thorns, and John saw them do that to Jesus, the pastor of the church. The leader of the church, our beloved Jesus, and he saw them hit him and beaten on his back. They saw, John saw them hit nails into his master's feet, and he heard him. He was a fellow disciple with Judas. I mean, Judas handled the money of the church, and at the camp meetings, he was counting the money of the young people. He done miracles, Judas did, and he fought, and now look at him. He could have become bitter. John saw all of this nonsense. He could have got bitter and skeptical of every trustee now, every deacon, every preacher. Look at all you disciples of Jesus. Peter denied, cursed the Lord. They tried to boil John in oil. His, all his fellow disciples were martyred. All of them. Somebody say, amen. amen. All of them except for John. And now he's boiling in, in oil. Boiling in oil. And he had so much Holy Ghost. So much God inside of him. Have you ever felt like that? You're boiling? Just, did you see what they posted? And just, you're just boiling. John had enough love and Holy Ghost about him. He says, God's going to take care of that. Lord, take bitterness out of my heart, God. Uh, you got to rise up out of bitterness, brother. Sister, you got to rise up out of that. You got to commit that to the Lord and say, Lord, if that doesn't happen in my whole lifetime of good, I'm still going to serve you. Now, friends, you got to give enough liberty to a minister to go down a channel. It might be somebody's going through something today, and you might get a little nervous or maybe a little bit, um, <clears throat> well, who's this for? This ain't for me. It might be for somebody that's hanging on every word. John saw all of this. Yet in all of these things, God revealed many mysteries to John in the book of Revelation. 
And I'll say this to you tonight. Just give Peter and Thomas and those other disciples a few more chapters. Just give them a few more chapters. And all of those men were filled with the Holy Ghost. And another chapter and another year and another time. I'm giving some of you a lot of allowance. I'll give you another chapter. I'll give you another ring. Just give us some more time. Forgive us for our neglect, Lord. Just give me some more time, Brother Baxter. Maybe you feel really ashamed of the last month or two. I could have prayed more. I could have got into the message more. I'd be a better minister. I'd be more sharper. But now just God, forgive me. Okay, and God gives you another chapter. He gives you another opportunity. Where is the generation As we prepare our slides, where are the people that are going to be rugged? This is your time to say, it's me, Lord. Where are you that have some flexibility in your life, that are moved by the power of God, moved by the word, where where love controls you? Look at this on the screen. Just a few weeks ago, I went to the dentist. You know, the very next day, I was scheduled in March for a teeth cleaning, and they called me the day before and said, we're canceling everything. Y'all remember March? Y'all remember March? It's like dominoes. Everything's going down. We had church on a Wednesday night. My father, Ken Andy, spoke, and I, I leaned over to a minister next to me, and I said, he's ministering like it was the last time he ever spoke. And that's the last service our church had all together. It's amazing. God prepares us. I went to the dentist. They finally started going back going. I said, I got to get in there. I had a wedding on a Saturday. And I, I said, I'm essential. <laughs> they texted me and canceled the appointment. I said, I'm essential. I got to get in there. They, oh, we're sorry. You can come right in. You know. <laughs> Maybe some of you need to try that this week. I'm essential. Who told you that? God did. Oh, come on in. You know. And I went into the restroom, washroom, toilet, loo, whatever you call it, and this was what was on the wall. And the inspiration come into my heart. It's time to go to the next ring. How many know that this is a tree that's been cut and it shows the rings of the tree is the years of its life. Amen. How many know that? And as, when they're skinny together, that means there hasn't been a lot of water. There hasn't been a lot of nutrients. But when they're wider apart, that means they've had a lot of water and they've had a lot of goodness that year. And the inspiration came into my heart, it's time to go to the next ring. And it comes out of Philippians where Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. I press. Let's say press. Come on, this is our Sunday morning service. We press. What are you all doing down there? We are pressing. The whole balcony, the whole stands are full of believers saying, You can make this. All the martyrs are screaming, you can do this. All the Old Testament, all the New Testament. 
All the young people that gave their lives are saying, stop being a bunch of babies down there. I'm telling you, if I could give them a microphone today, they'd be pretty inspirational. Just two minutes for this one, two minutes. They'd be screaming at us. I mean, after an hour, we'd be so filled. We'd just walk out of here and say, Lord, forgive us, Lord. I mean, all the martyrs are going to speak. Hallelujah. I tell you, a lot of our looking at one another and our sandals and our dress and our glasses and our, all of our accents or the color wouldn't mean nothing. Sometimes we're just ashamed when we hear about what others are going through. It's time for you to break out of your brokenness, brother. Sister, it's time for you to get over these things. Say, I can't forget about those things that are behind. Only God has a sea of forgetfulness. That's why we need to be more like God. Pressing toward the mark. Let us therefore as many as be perfect or mature be thus minded. And in in anything you be otherwise minded or focused on your career, your job, your education, your certain situation. I mean, isn't God looking beyond your situation? Can I ask everybody personally, is God looking beyond your situation and your issue? Oh, God, for, and, and yet we, we don't want to do that for others. I just say, God, help all of us. I'm not preaching at anybody today. We all, Brother Timothy, we all have issues. We all have things. Brother Branham left that other celestial city and came back after meeting Hope. And she's patting him on the arm. Promise me, promise me. I promise. And she was gone. He had to go back and live his life. God didn't take him out of the trial. He gave him something that would help him go through the trial. That's what God is doing today. It's like he's opening the door in somebody's room that you are in and you thought you were trapped and God is opening the door and saying, come on into this room. Let's look at things different. Let's look at this room, Brother Joe. Let's look at this picture. Let's look at this, what's over. look at this vase. And Brother Aaron speaks and Brother Joe, Brother Timothy, Brother Tim, Brother Dwayne, others that ministered. They, they're showing you another room. Walk in through the room. Rise up out of your, the way you're looking at it. Because Brother Branham said, maybe you've been a failure. A men this afternoon, maybe ministers. You've been total failures as a housewife, as a student in school, as a child to your parents. Whatever you have been, let that be has been and start from today. No matter what it is, maybe you've been a failure as a Christian. Maybe you failed to go on with God. If it has been, take note to what I'm going to say just in a few moments about this. He starts talking about Moses and all these things. Look at this. Rings of tree, of the tree show the years of life and also the events within those years. Over here, uh, yeah, it's just, you can see in the middle there, when it starts, and then the, there's a rainy season, and it's wider. Then the dry season, it's tighter. But how many can see the scar from the forest fire? How many can see that? Something happened in that person's life, in that tree's life, and it caused a scar. It's not that the tree was welcoming the fire, welcoming 
the tornado welcoming. It was it's something that happened and it caused a scar. And from that moment on, it caused that tree to be affected. Here it is again. You can see this tree that's 24 years old. But you see the little knot in the tree on the bottom there for five years. How many rings is in that? It caused an issue. It caused whenever it came around to this thing. It, and Brother Branham talked about this in, on the wings of a snow white dove. He talked about his own sorrow and his nervousness and his stomach. And talked about the seven year cycle. And for you and I, it's maybe when you come around a certain situation, you start getting where it's not normal. And it's not it's not, and you just wonder, why is it always broken? Why is it always naughty? Yeah. Go ahead. Why can I just seem to be normal? What, Lord, why? And the natural trees have it, and we have it. We have issues and things. Here it is. For the first 20 years of this person's life, it was very, very skinny. But then something happened. Maybe it was a meeting. Maybe it was an encounter. Maybe the Holy Ghost came on a person. And for the next years, nine years, ten years, they've just growing, growing, growing. Something was added. Something happened. May that happen for us, Lord. It's time for us to move to the next ring. Maybe as a church, we need to move to the next ring. Maybe as a generation in the message, we need to move to the next ring. Is everybody awake? I don't know how personal I can be here, but within the last year, I was just watching. I was on the platform, and I was just watching one of our senior ministers in the message, minister, hundreds of people, and just something came into my heart. I've never said this publicly. I said, I wonder what's going to happen when men like that are off the scene. I wonder what's going to happen in the message when you see individuals gravitating towards certain gifts and only responding when a certain thing is done. I wonder in a few years what's going to happen. I think it's a valid inspiration. What's going to happen if we're just leaning on the man or when that gift or when that person is speaking that we respond or I just feel we're, gonna, we're headed for trouble. Because seasons and years go by and God's will takes men of God. Takes women of God. And as families and as believers and in our church, we cannot rely on the flesh of one another. And God allows ministers or even sisters to be singers or leaders, and, but they will be taken. Where is that generation that will be able to recognize it's part of life? It's part of life. And we must go on. We must sail on. The church must go on. The family must go on. Your friendship's got to go on. You say, well, this person's going through this. They're going through a knot in their tree. They're going through a, look at this fire scar. Do you see that? Yeah. And every time you're around that person, brother or sister, they always are talking about it. Oh and this issue and this thing, and whenever you're around their atmosphere, it's always like it's scarred, it's marred, it always turns out into a negative twist. You got to be careful. You got to be careful that don't twist you. And it never happened to you, but because you opened up your spirit to something else, it'll wound you. 
There's a forest fire. And for how many years, brother Aaron, did that affect that tree? Look, years, 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 dry years, wet years, meetings, conventions, Christmas, Easter. We're fulfilling the vision. We're teaching our children and our grandchildren. And Brother John now has three grandchildren. We're, we're fulfilling Joel and Deuteronomy. What are some of y'all laughing about? Sister Ruth, come on. I mean, you're going to have grandchildren one day. Help us, Lord. Amen. But it's just part of life. We're commanded to teach them how great is our God. Now, some of you are getting weary, and I, so I need to wind it up here. I can see that the time that a person stands out on the beach of time and looks out over toward the moon, and you begin to wonder, you're praying, what is God's will for my life? Where do I go from here? Where do we go from here? That there's inspiration we draw from the message. Great joys lay ahead. Many saddened hearts will be made. Great mysteries will be made clear. And people who are sad will be turned into joy. And if we're not careful, we can get around inspiration like that and still keep our arms folded and still keep our spirits. And we can go right back out there and be the same. We can carry that into our homes. We can carry that into our private lives. And if we're not careful, you're just the same old, same old. And by the word of the Lord today, this is the message. It's time for you to rise out of that. It's time for you to break out of that year. Don't get stuck in summer. Oh, it's so hot. Whew. So hot and humid. And you get stuck there. Don't get stuck in fall. Well, oh. All the leaves are falling. It's so depressive and dark. And I get this every year, Brother John. I, I get this spirit comes around me and it just begins to affect my, my mood. And then you get stuck in winter. No life, no joy, no flowers. Just all but, oh, here we go again. And you get stuck there. Then that, that defines you. The scar defines you. The hurt, the wildfire. But where is the generation that's going to rise up through that? Amen. I think I'm looking at that generation. Yes. We're not going to get stuck in a season. And just let it be progressive and going on and on and on. Stop being a victim. Somebody's going to rise up out of this. We didn't have youth camp this year like, like we have in the other years. But praise God, we're serving God anyway. Oh, well, next year. Well, next year may not come. There might be some of us not be here next year. Right. Oh, what's going to happen to the church? It's just going to go on with God. Right. I mean, come on, friends. Don't get stuck in some bad attitude. Right. You're looking out over and you're just wondering and th you can get lost in all of these things in the dry season where it's time to move to the next ring. Yes. How many would say God inspire us today, Lord? Yes. I don't care if it's in the dentist's office or in church or driving down the road. I could tell you where God gave me the title for this service today, but I'm not going to. We may be wounded, but we will not be moved. I'm going to look at some of you. We may not be wounded. 
We may be wounded, but we will not be moved. Broken? Yes. Maybe. But you can't break me. Satan? I'm broken. But you will not break me. Say, Brother John, you're talking like in riddles. No, that's a paradox. That's the bride. That's like somebody that's looking at a lion. That's a murderer that's about ready to have their head cut off saying, I'm about ready to give my life. Someone would say, oh, death is calling to you. And another says, but life is calling to you. Stop getting hung up in a certain ring, a certain issue, a certain year and a certain season. Rise up out of this. Brother Jeremy's not single no more. He's got marriage issues. <laughs> I was going to ask for the phone number of Sister Sadie for many, many months. I never have, so I'll tell her publicly. She's a blessing to me. Almost every single day, I wake up. And I turn to your podcast and I hear her last song that was posted. And I don't even know the title of it, but it goes, I'm just a girl. And it goes on like that. She's not just a girl. She's an inspiration. She's a gift from God. And little did Sadie know that every day, almost of my life as a minister, I woke up and that inspiration was flooded. Does anybody know the title of that song? It's one of the latest postings. Be Born in Me. And that was the drive. That was the jolt. And, and you don't know that. You know, throughout the... Can I just get personal the last few months? While some have been isolated in a way and they've gotten cold and indifferent, do you know that some have given their hearts to the Lord? The Holy Spirit has fell into rooms. Now I'm going to give a testimony, and the family may be streaming, or we'll hear this service later from South Africa. There was a family that they were isolated to their home, the Wilson family. And they have children, Beulah, Naomi, Angela, and David. Brother Eric and Sister Grace, they, because of this quarantine and getting isolated at home, they started streaming Streaming services, and they stream all of your meetings. They, they said, tell Brother Tim, Brother Timothy, Brother Joe, Brother Aaron, and they stream your services. Amen. Just a few weeks ago, in May, May the 6th, they were streaming a service from four years before. They all got in their house, they sat down in the evening, and they were streaming a certain service from four years ago. It was during the lockdown and the stay-at-home orders in Africa, and they were forced to be at home. They started streaming camps and meetings and services. And while their whole family was in the room streaming this service, the brother was preaching a service. Why not me? Why not now? Why not me? Why not now? And a 17-year-old teenager just broke. She began to weep and cry. Cry out to God. And the Holy Ghost came into that room. And that whole family has never been the same. Praise God. 
She rose out of brokenness as a teenager and rebellion and struggle and issues and problems and God dealing with this person and her sister Beulah was recognizing she's 19 years old and she, she's, God's dealing with my sister and God's dealing, why? I want the Lord to deal with my heart. And little did they know, I heard this testimony on a Monday as I was walking down by the ocean. And that evening, I was getting with a couple that was in our church that was going to get married. They had to change their plans and a relative of Sister Kathy's. They were going to get married in Canada, but now it had to happen in the United States in a backyard. So we were with them at their new little home. This is their getting a new little suite. And I came to their home with my wife. And they begin to speak about their marriage and their testimonies and how they gave their heart to the Lord. And the young man, the brother that was going to get married, began to give his testimony. And it went back to the very same camp meetings that this young lady had given her heart to the Lord. It was the night before. And the, and the church is having a camp service and young people. And there was a prayer line. And the ministers were lined up on the platform, I think about four or five. And the young people would come up and individually we would pray for the different ones. And this young man wasn't in the service. He was away from the service and then came into the service. So he's way in the back. And the prayer line's going on and it goes on and on. And he's not where he should be with the Lord. And his brother is working in the sound booth. And this young man is standing in the very back and he's saying, Lord, if my brother will come to me and go with me to the front, I will go. And the voice of God spoke to his brother in the sound booth and said, go to your brother. Not even knowing his brother was in the meeting and he turned back and there was his brother in the back and he goes to his brother and says, do you want to go? I'll go with you. And they go to the front. He's one of the last ones in the prayer line. And that's the night he gave his heart to the Lord. And now, four years later, I didn't even tell them, but that very morning I'd heard of someone that had given their heart to the Lord from the service that was the next night. I just want to say, how great is our God? Yeah. Oh, you say you have to be there, you have to touch the person, yeah. no friends, whether it's virtual, whether it's... Friends, we just read out of a Bible that was written for many years ago. Yeah. Our prophet spoke years ago, but it's like it's being spoken today. Let your has been been has been. Let your will be be will be. Let's rise from our brokenness. It's time to move to the next ring. It's time to throw away your popcorn and, and your gaming or your, you, you know, your Netflix or whatever you've been doing or whatever. And let's go to the next ring. Praise the Lord. What Satan wanted to stop all of us, God has brought to the surface. From the ashes of despair and from the ashes of hurt. Now from the ashes of trauma. And all the negative and life experiences from the ashes of all of that comes the beauty. 
comes victory. Comes a character of Christ in the bride. And I know I'm leaving tomorrow. So we're just going to speak now as we come now into the afternoon. From all of this comes the beauty of character. And there's a bride that is receiving the word that will be the generation. That is the essence, essential. You hold my every moment. Sometimes we're on the housetops. Sometimes we're down in the valley. Blushing prophet, I'm quoting. Sometimes we're on the mountain, sometimes we're on the housetops, and it makes us appreciate the good times. That's what they call contrast. He's talking about people that are from Africa. They didn't know that they had that certain type of skin till David Livingston. This is our prophet talking like this. They saw David Livingston and realized it was a contrast. And he said, you will never appreciate a day if you don't have a night. You would never know how to appreciate the sunshine if you didn't have a cloudy day. You would never know how to appreciate righteousness unless you had some unrighteousness. You never know how to appreciate good health unless, oh, is everyone listening? We don't appreciate good health unless we've had foul health. Bad health. It's true, Brother Middleton. You see someone down, you see someone they can't run, they can't, just ever, let's run toward that door and they're halting, they're halting, they're halting. They want to go, they want to go, it's their desire, but there's been an injury, there's been a brokenness. Say, let's all go, yeah, we all want to go, and then some are halting, some are halting, at least they're going. I'm so glad God's not looking under the table, he's looking above the table. And he sees us all as prince and princesses. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Prince Mephibosheth in the Old Testament. He was lame because a nurse dropped him. Saul has died. Jonathan has died. And now here's Prince Mephibosheth, four years old. And the nurse picks him up to run. And she falls. And he becomes lame for 16 years. He's way over in Lodabar in another place. With no connection. Till God lays it on the heart of David. There's got to be somebody of Jonathan's household. And there was a prince way far away. And they brought him in before David. How many knows that account? He's a prince. But he's living way out of connection. Way out of pasture. And David brought him in and made him part of the household. Come into my banquet room. Some of you know what I'm talking about today, about brokenness. And I know some of our children and young people, they're looking at us like, you know, they have a good life. They have good health. They have all kinds of good things. And they think they got it bad. And some of us older ones, we, you know, we think we got it bad till we find out there's other believers. Like Brother Caleb is in in China today in prison. Hello? Hello? His wife and children and church. No, he's, not. he's in prison. And we talk about our houses, our apartments, our condos, or RV or whatever. And Well, he's in prison. 
and we talk about our food or we talk about this or we talk about our clothes, he's in prison. Satan wants to hold us prison, prisoners and be captive. God help us. We never know how to appreciate the mountain unless we've been in the valley. And you can study this in Brother Branham's ministry as we come to a close. He, he became a single parent. He's warming his son's bottle under his arm. And in bed at night, he's warming the bottle. He becomes an instant single parent. God gave him grace for that. He was being broken and crushed. Tried to commit suicide. He took off his glove. He was going to touch that electrical line. He had full intentions. Sherry, honey, I'm going to see you and mommy. And just I can't take this no more. I got beside myself. And he pulled off his glove and was reaching out. And he woke up on the bottom of that pole. God rich in mercy. He said if it wasn't for the grace of God. Friends, can't you just thank God for his grace today? Thank God for his grace for you. And he didn't climb up the pole and take off his glove and touch it again. He didn't tempt God. He said, Lord, there must be a work for me to do. Then, and then he goes on and yes, he can't work. And then he goes out and gets the mail out of the post office box. And it says, Miss Sharon Rose Branham. He said, there it is again. He had thrown his gun up on his bed. He pulls it out and pulls back the hammer. He said, Brother John, I think... It's rap music. I think it's wrong music. I think it's... Well, he wasn't playing that. He started singing songs. He started saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right. It goes to show how, as believers, we can be living so close in that realm and yet be so broken. You can be broken and not break. I wonder who believes that for someone else. Let's forget about ourselves and say, for that other sister, for that other brother. I pray God give them a revelation. It just, I, I had an email from a young lady and, and from Africa, and she just said, one day I, I was lit, and I just didn't have, and then I just woke up, and it was like everything was different. I had a desire for the word. I had a desire for the message. I thank God for that. It, let there be another spring. It's another cycle. Another season is here. God's announcing another season. Brother Timothy, he's turning the calendar. And you've been looking at this. It's time to turn the calendar. Stop going like this. And oh Lord, you know, no, he's turning the calendar. The Lord laid this on Brother John's heart days ago. Wounded children. From wounded children. Say, what are you going to do? Stay there and wallow in it? Or are you going to rise up? It's time to rise up. We're going to turn this corner, Brother John. We're with you, brothers. Throughout this whole pandemic, it's been a strain on the ministry. Because we're hearing from one side in the church. We need to shut down everything. We just stop till it's all over. No church, no nothing. We got to just be all, let's just, uh, and then on the other side, it was like, let's have church. Let's go. And, and we're just, what should we do, Lord? What is wisdom? What's the mind of the Lord? And one pastor, I just heard the testimony this week. He had a visiting minister come through his church. This is in the last few weeks. And the brother said, I'm just going to come by and, Speak something that would encourage you. 
And he said that publicly. He came by and preached. And the pastor got up at the end of the service and said, he doesn't know this, but he spoke, he spoke to his wife and said, I was going to resign after this weekend. Because of all the pressure and all these things. And you could read into that and say this or that. I'm here to tell you, God knows who to send. God knows what to do in your life. You say, I'm broken. I'm just fed up with all this, this side and that side. And what are you thinking? You know, you can have five brothers and they're all saying this. And I think we should do that. And, and the mind of the Lord, he's just watching our character. What are you all going to do in this time? And, and sometimes it's not easy to know what to do. Should I go here? Should I take that job? Brother John, this has happened in my life. What should I do? And you can get so caught up in what to do and where to go, you just get confused. You get upset. And right in the middle of that, and Brother Branham's standing there with the bottle and his little two-year-old son, and Billy Paul says, the, Ma, I see Mommy up there. And Brother Branham just he said, I almost fainted. I hugged the little fella to my bosom and just kept my head down. What is it? It's a prophet being crushed. It's a man of God going through things in his life of losing his wife because they listened to the mother-in-law. And she's a 21-year-old lady passing away. And she says to her husband, you know where we went wrong. We listened to mama. We need to be careful about those around us that what we say is the thoughts of God and the word, and we're not just venting and expressing our how many know what I'm talking about we listen to mama a mother-in-law God give us the right attitude today God give us the right spirit brother Timothy Pruitt traveled through another church this week wasn't planning to go there didn't know and then he said yes and he spoke a message it was exactly what that church needed I praise the Lord for that this week we desired to come and visit you as a friendship and to visit your church not knowing that your pastor would be in the hospital today with Sister Karen. The Lord knew all that. There might be something next week. There might be another family. There might be another issue. There might be something happen to further break and try this bride. But Lord, let our hearts be right. In the season of all of this, that's going on. Even other believers are being broken at this time. Other churches are being crushed as it was. But what about you? What about I? It's easy to talk about so and so. And what would we do if it's that? But what about us? What about you? What about me? When it really comes down to it. I want to rise. Amen. Let's bow our heads this afternoon. Maybe Brother Timothy can prepare a little song and the musicians can play. Thank you, Lord, for these things that we're hearing. Even over the last weeks, what the Lord's been speaking to you. You say, God is alive. God's been speaking. Now let us take it to heart. Be personal. Bring it down home. Bring it down to you and I where we can say, Lord, I needed that. Can you take this 
encouragement today and take these words that's been spoken. Lord, forgive us if we settle down and become selfish. Forgive us, Lord, if we've just got into our own way of thinking, our own family strain, and we've missed you somewhere in that. Lord, let our church services affect us more than just a temporary thing. It's more than a building and more than getting together. But it's where the word of God can speak into us. Oh, Jesus, make us more sensitive. Is that what's in your heart today? Lord, help me to be more sensitive. So sensitive, Lord. Just coming down to the end of her life, and this mother, Sister Hope, was so wanting to confess to her husband. It was just something that happened years ago, and it's rayon chiffon, rayon chiffon. It was some stockings. And you bought me those stockings and I gave them to your mother because they were for older women. And I just wanted you to know that. How far have we drifted? How seared and hardened can we get when we can say things and do things so deeply and not even have a twinge of remorse? Lord, step inside of us, Lord. Step inside of us as individuals, in our families, and in our church. Let us rise from brokenness and recognize the generation that we're living in. Maybe the hardest times of our lives, maybe the most treacherous, trying to figure that out or understand, and we realize we can't do it in ourselves. And the Holy Spirit's trying to just stop us for a little bit and give us a little window into that next room. Thank God for the baptisms here in this local church. I saw the ones from last Sunday and the weeks before. And Lord, help us to be sensitive. Let us rise from the ashes of despair. Some of you have served the Lord for years and it can get kind of wearisome. Sometimes you can be doing things for the Lord and people take you wrong. That's okay. They did that to Jesus too. There's been other brothers and sisters rise up with even greater battles than yours or mine. And they just continue to walk forward. What about you and I this afternoon? I want to be Jesus to those around me. Who would like to join me and say, that's been my desire for a long time. I just want to be more of Jesus in the situation in my life, Lord. And I want it, all the things we've heard and all the things we've read and known to just become practical working in our lives, Lord. Lord, bypass my mind today and my, even my spirit and come deeper through my soul and let it rise up through all of these realms. Lord Jesus, let the healing balm just spread throughout this service and spread throughout this building. I know we felt like rejoicing. I know we felt like just running the aisles. I know I did. This is, a, this is the first Sunday morning service we've had since March. If you would ask me what I felt, it would just been like blowing out the steam. 
But I just felt to speak on this brokenness, speak in this certain channel that we rise up out of that and go on. I pray the Holy Spirit would just rest upon every person, whether they're young or whether they're old, and give you an, a freshness and a newness again. As we stand to our feet right now, let us just begin to worship the Lord and begin to thank Him. Let's go to the next ring. Let's move to the next battle. Let's, let's just say, God, put blinders on my heart of all those things. And I press toward the mark. I'm moving forward. I'm going on. I will serve the Lord. I will follow. I will go. Just fill us, Lord, before we leave this building right now. Give us that spirit of freedom and liberty, Lord. Give us the healing, Lord. Maybe someone could be healed before we leave this place. Maybe the angel of the Lord would leave and go there into Shreveport into room 14. She's moved from number 4 to 14. But now may the Spirit of God go to that room. And raise up Sister Karen for a testimony. How they've poured out for others. How they've prayed for you. But now we pray that direction. We send the angel of the Lord. We send the spirit of healing. Hallelujah. Maybe it's someone in this building needs to pray. Pray for someone else. And then you find your own self being healed. You find the spirit of God falling on you. You, you feel that liberty and the weeping and the crying before his presence. It's so positive. Brother Timothy, let's just sing something now. Mm. When I'm feeling afraid. Let's worship. Full of uncertainty. Oh, yes, Lord. When the plans that I made all fall apart. Have you had that before? When the future's unclear. Yes, Lord Jesus.
we've heard from the Lord this morning direct hit the target right to the mark the word is still the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart don't forget him he's faithful so I've been in this trial he's faithful he never failed one yet he won't fail you you say, well, I, I have all this going on, Brother Timothy. I got problems. I got situations. But I've heard the word. Now put it in action. I'm moving from this place. Be like those lepers. Why sit here till I die? Die in my sorrow and die in my grief and die and let the promises of God die. But no, I'm going to step forward and I'm going to accept it. I'm going, how many of I'm going to the next ring. I'm moving forward just like it spoke yesterday. Yes, Yesterday, amen, as we was going down the road, the road, speak and go forward. Go forward. 
Go to this is what the word is telling us. Go forward. Go past your depression. Go past your problems. Go past all of those things. He's there for you. He's there to meet your need if you only get to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what Brother Ron spoke on last Sunday. I've got to get to Jesus. He'll get you past that scar. He'll get you past those problems. That burn in your life, he'll get you past it. But you got to take a step. Move. It's a direct word of the Lord, Brother John. It's thus saith the Lord. Supernatural things are happening. God, the word, discerning the thought, the service after service. Wednesday night, God does impossible math. My mom on the way home told my dad, he preached that for you. The next night, she's in the position that she's in. Dad's facing the battle. God does impossibilities. Hallelujah. Already receiving texts. That's the sermon I needed. It's people streaming, receiving. Is it what you needed this morning? Now I want you right now to turn away from your problems and turn your eyes towards Jesus, the faithful one, and lift your hands. Deny those problems, deny those situations, and lift your hands. Say, God, I'm coming to you. I'm stepping to the next ring. I'm stepping to the next place. I'm stepping out of this and I'm going forward from this moment. I'm not looking back, forgetting those things by. Right now's your time. God's opened the door for you. Walk through it. Walk through and receive the promise of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we ought to worship Him this morning. He has done great things. He's moving among us. He's talking to his angels of God or encamped about his people this morning, moving and directing and leading and guiding every step of the way. You may not see nothing but darkness, but I see angels. I see the I am among us. I see the risen one, the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. Come on, Lazarus, walk out of the grave. You've heard the voice of God. Now walk out of there and say, I'm not going back. I'm going forward with the Lord. He will be faithful. Oh, let's just raise your hands and thank you. You talk to the Lord. Just give you a moment here. You're in his presence. You have, a, you have an audience with Jesus right now. You're at his feet. You're at Jesus' feet. You're right there to touch the hem of his garment. He's in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we love you, Lord. God, our praises, I don't know how we could ever get to the end of them. Lord, in the moments that we're in right now, walking in a vision supernatural around us, God, seeing it unfold right here before us, seeing you in just a few moments just as you did the, I was speaking this morning to you Lord just said in a few moments you took a leper who had diseased skin and sores and just an unbelievable Lord 
couldn't even come into the public, couldn't be around nobody, but just in your presence in just a few moments, he was made whole, he was completely cleansed and could go to the priest. Father, it don't take days, it don't take months, it don't take years. All it takes is a moment in your presence. And everything can be changed, everything can be rewrote, past can be wiped away. It only takes just a moment in your presence. And here we are this morning in the presence of the King, in the presence of I Am, the Great I Am. Ask what you will and it shall be given to you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. right now I'd speak the name of your loved ones those that are outwayward been away from God I'd speak their name and say Lord go to them and meet them Speak healing and deliverances right now, Father. Salvation for our loved ones, Lord. The grace of God that passes, goes beyond the greatest sins, most difficult situations, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Father. In that atmosphere that all things are possible. Hallelujah, in that place. Anything can happen, anything can move right now. When two omnipotents meet, something has to take place. Lord, when you move, you move. Hallelujah. We've seen a God in action. Seen the great I am who walks among us, visible before us.
Lord, even now, Sister Karen's improving minute by minute, second by second, talking more and more and more, following more commands, moving more limbs, walking to a full restoration. This is only a sign. even right now it's darkness to the world but it's shalom to the bride of Jesus Christ the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee hallelujah 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 blessed be the name of the Lord oh Jesus oh Jesus we just want to worship you.
Timothy, this battle's too big for me. It's too big for you. But the battle is the Lord's. And only He can do the impossible. So I'm going to do what's possible and praise Him while He fights my battle. Maybe you're looking at impossibilities, but he's the God of the impossible. But we can do what's possible and praise him while he fights our battles. Oh, hallelujah. Does somebody just want to lift your voice? Lord, I'm looking at impossibilities, but I'm going to do what's possible. I'm going to praise you while you fight my battles. Why you restore the brain? Why you restore the voice? Why you restore the motion and the limbs and the consciousness? I'm going to praise you while you do the impossible. I'm going to do what's possible. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to glorify your name and I'm going to worship you and I'm going to glorify you. Why you you give pregnancy to a dead womb? It's impossible in my behalf and what I can do, but I can do what's possible and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You are the life giver. While you take cancer out of a body and you wash it. Hallelujah. By the way, the doctors report this last week, Brother Brother Ron went to a, uh, had an MRI on his on his his liver's been going seemingly out, and his pancreas, and the doctors fearing his cancers went in there, and it's destroying his body, and they're giving him the worst case scenario and the worst news, and he goes to the doctor after the MRI, and they say, well, there's no cancer in your pancreas, there's no cancer in your liver. Said, matter of fact, we can't even explain, but there's an unbelievable amount of dead cancer cells that's going through your liver and out of your body. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. While he does the impossible, I can do the possible and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are God, and you don't change. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
king of kings. He's a Lord mighty in battle. right now to just accept my healing I'd walk out of it right now that depression has been on you walk out the jailhouse is open the key has come down and has opened the door so come on out little children I've heard your cry I've heard your suffering and I am come down to deliver you